And welcome to worship on this fourth Sunday of Advent here at Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church. We're so glad that you have made your way to us through Facebook Live, through Spotify, on our podcast, or on our website. Thank you for being here with us. A few important announcements before we begin to worship this morning. Uh, first of all, to those of you who contributed to our flower fund for these beautiful poinsettias, thank you so much. They indeed do uh, bless this space of worship, and we appreciate uh, your faithfulness. A few notes about worship on Christmas Eve um, coming up very soon. Due to the confounding issues with COVID-19, we have had to adjust um, our schedule for Christmas Eve worship, and we want to make sure that you know about every opportunity you have to worship here among us. At 10.30, there will be a family service on Facebook Live. We hope that you will join us for that service or our traditional 5.30 p.m. service, which will include candlelight and communion through Facebook Live. Uh, we realize that it's not quite the same as being here in the sanctuary, but we hope that it will bring you hope and joy this Christmas season. In lieu of our outdoor worship services, we have scheduled a safer version of outdoor worship. You're invited to be here on the front lawn of our, of our church from 12 until 2 o'clock. We will have a stationed worship service for people of all ages. It should take about 15 minutes, maybe 20, to walk through with your family. Communion will be available, and we will all be very spaced out. So if you can join us, we sure would be glad to see you safely um, there um, between 12 and 2 on Christmas Eve. 
Both today and on Christmas Eve, Selwyn Avenue will be participating in the PCUSA's Joy Offering. This is a yearly thing that we do here at Selwyn Avenue that benefits the mission endeavors of the denomination. If you'd like to participate that in that offering today, you can text the words Joy Gift to 704-734-9818. A quick update on stewardship. Um, you're invited to complete your 2020 pledge and to join us in our 2021 efforts for stewardship for the coming year. Today you'll notice that this is our traditional music worship service. We are blessed to have some guest musicians here in the sanctuary. Eric Millard and the UNC Trumpet, Ense Trumpet Ensemble is here with us. If you were in the sanctuary, you would see that they are all masked and their trumpets are masked too, so we feel like it's a safe way to celebrate with music. And all of our musicians um, who are singing today are masked as well. Uh, after the introit, we will invite the Pfeiffer family to come light our Advent wreath, Bobby, Denny, Marshall, and Sydney, who have been long-term faithful members of this congregation. Last but not least, uh, we are praying for you. We miss you. Uh, you matter to us. And we pray that you and your loved ones stay safe and healthy through this Christmas Eve and Christmas season. Uh, you are with us in spirit. And now let us um, invite Nancy Nutterford, who has a quick announcement for the children who are watching. Good morning, boys and girls and the families of Selwyn. I hope that you've enjoyed your Advent box this season. This Sunday is our last Sunday in the Advent box series. We will focus on joy today. You will be making an angel and we'll look at the scripture about when the angels came to tell the shepherds about Christ's birth. If you've been having a wonderful time with your Advent box, I would love for you to send me an email. And if you've taken any pictures, I'd love to have those as well. God bless you this season.
Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God live in us, and his love is perfected in us. We light this candle to proclaim the coming of the light of God into our darkness. With the coming of this light, there is love, for God is love. O oh God, breathe your love into our lives, that we may know its power and grace. Guide the actions of our hearts, that we may turn to each other in your love. Amen. For God so loved the world that God gave the only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God sent the Son into the world that the world might be saved. Let us therefore turn with confidence and in humility to God with our confession. O Lord our God, so often we are unaware of your presence among us. We are fearful of it, blind to it, ignore it, resent it, take it for granted, or demand it as our convenience and our need. We seek hope, peace, love, and joy in idols of our own making rather than in you. We encounter your image in the faces of all those we see in our lives and on our screens. 
yet we are numb to the holiness of the moment and we let pass the opportunity to love them as you do. We rely on our powers. We are led by our pride. We look past those who are downtrodden and we allow people to be hungry. Lord, have mercy upon us. Make your presence known among us and then embolden us to share the joy of your love, mercy, and grace. Friends, hear this good news. Mary said, with all my heart, I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God, my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Let us pray. Holy God, word made flesh, let us come to the scripture open to being surprised. Silence our agendas, banish our assumptions, confound our expectations, clear the cobwebs from our ears, penetrate the corners of our hearts with this word. We know that you can, we pray that you will, and we wait with anticipation. Amen. Friends, last week our scripture passage came from Matthew's Gospel and we heard Joseph's encounter with an angel as he learned about the coming of Jesus. Today, we will hear Mary's version in Luke's Gospel. And after I read the passage, you will hear our, music, our musicians sing Ave Maria. It's a simple Catholic prayer sung in Latin, but it's rooted in this scripture passage. Listen now for the word of the Lord found in Luke's gospel. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting that this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David, he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who has said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. 
And then Mary said, Here I am, servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Mary, she was visited by the angel Gabriel to hear that she would have a baby. Not just any baby, but God's very own son. This scripture passage we have heard, read, and sung is called the Annunciation. And there's a lot of beautiful artwork depicting this moment in scripture. Mary is usually depicted as a lovely young woman in blue, looking cautiously yet obediently at Gabriel, usually in a grand setting. Ave Maria, the song we've just heard, is also a very grand and beautiful musical depiction of the Annunciation. The angel of the Lord visiting the mother of Jesus. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. It was a big moment in our Christian faith. 
but it likely wasn't as grand as we portray it to be. Imagine Mary sitting somewhere outside, taking a break from her chores. She was not from a wealthy family, but more of a working class or maybe even a peasant family. Maybe she would have had to help pitch in for their survival. She was a Jewish citizen in a Roman-occupied land. And we know that she was old enough to be engaged by her community's standards, but she was still just a young teenage girl. And she had been promised in marriage to Joseph, a carpenter, a day laborer who was likely a little bit older than she was and thought to be a decent man. In today's world, Mary might be like one of our Montclair Elementary students at about the age of 14 or 15, living past South Boulevard on the other side of the light rail. She helps cook dinner and care for her younger siblings while her parents work and make hard decisions about how they make their dollars stretch. Maybe she joins them occasionally to help them paint or clean a house. And her education isn't always their family's top priority. And while Mary is sitting there one day from taking a break, Gabriel, a messenger from the Lord, shows up in her life, uninvited and unannounced, and says, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. And our scripture says Mary was perplexed and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. <laughs> I bet she did. I can't help but think that she was more like, who are you and what is so favored about this life? Perplexed, pondered. I bet she was skeptical as well. What could be so favored about her and her situation? Times are hard, Gabriel. And I suspect these days we can all relate to her perplexity. Many of us are hanging on by a thread and weary. And perplexity is the inability to understand or to deal with something unaccountable. I've often been perplexed this year. And maybe you aren't feeling too favored these days either. Aren't we all waiting and looking for a Christmas miracle? Our days are mixed with gratitude and grief. Maybe we also can't help but wonder what went so wrong. How did we get here? When is God going to take notice and show up and step in? What's going on, God? We are desperate for Advent hope and peace, joy, and love. Greetings, favored one. What does that even mean anyway? I think we often assume it's used because Mary was the chosen one to bear God's son. She was favored. No, it's not it. 
Maybe it's because she accepted with grace the news of what was to come. You hear it, Hail Mary, full of grace. No, that's not it either. And I didn't really know what it meant until I wrote this sermon and did some studying. I made all those prior assumptions about this greeting. Well, it's good. It may be the best news ever. Instead of saying good morning, I may start running around town saying, greetings, favored one. You see, this greeting, it isn't just about Mary, even though it's being used to address her. It's not about her demeanor. It's not about her response. No, it's not one bit about Mary and what she does. It's about who God is and what God does. You see, the phrase, greetings, favored one, this one right here in the scripture of Luke, it means, hey you, Mary, you have been graced. Greetings, favored one, means, hello, you have been graced. It doesn't mean that the Lord likes you because you're lovely and full of your own graciousness. But instead, you have been lavished with God's grace. And not just a one-time graced right here in this moment, but an ongoing manner into the future. Hey, Mary, you have been graced, and you will keep being graced. The Lord is with you. Grace is not something she has earned or deserved. There was nothing particularly special about Mary. It's something that God bestows upon her and will continue to lavish upon her. God's grace is not a one-time thing. It is not withheld. It is not earned. And it is not for special people. You have been graced. We have been graced. That's what favored one means. Okay, Gabe, bring it. Keep it coming. I am all in. Greetings, favored one. You have been graced. That is good news, my friends. Despite our perplexity, our good efforts, our tough situations, our poor choices, our struggles, our gratitude, and our resentment, whatever we bring to this day and this season, God finds us right where we are and graces us. This favoring is not about what we have or what we don't have. It's not about getting it right. It's not a blessing for obedience or faithfulness. It's not a curse for things done in the past. It is the lavish love and grace of God for you, just because you are God's beloved. That's 
how God's love works. It is the undeserved and unearned favor of God's love, a love so strong that God will not be without us. Don't you want to join me in hollering, greetings, favored one? That's why we're here, after all, gathered around worshiping together, lighting these candles to remember and to wait for the coming of the Lord. You, too, are God's favored one. The Lord is with you and for you. This is the good news. You have been graced. Amen. Let us pray. Loving God, as we approach the day of Christ's birth, help us to throw wide the doors of our hearts in preparation. Help us to sense the importance of what happened long ago when Mary was visited by the angel. Be with us as we discern the places where you are coming to us to repair and to renew your good but broken creation. Give us ears to hear the world around us, eyes to see those who need our love, our support, our hands and our voices. 
We pray that this Christmas season be for us and for those around us a season of healing. May it be a season of hope and of love and of joy. May it be a time of true sharing and rejoicing. We pray, O oh God, for those in need around us, for those who need a tender touch and a healing word, for those who have no home to call their own, for those who are hungry and thirsty and cold. We pray for our healthcare and frontline workers who are serving around the clock. We pray for those experiencing loss during this time, loss of loved ones, loss of health, loss of income, loss of security. We pray for our leaders, for those who are discerning new ways forward and plans for how to help those that they govern in this challenging time. We pray for congregations and for ministries who are finding new ways to worship and serve during this Advent season. And we pray for all those who we name in our hearts in this moment of silence. We ask these things, O oh God, with hope and praise in our hearts, through Christ Jesus our Lord, the one who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, on this fourth Sunday of Advent, we ponder the gift of incarnation, of God becoming flesh, that we might be restored and given new life in Christ. The Christ child is the glorious gift of this season a gift of God's own self that frees us to respond with our gifts, free to respond with gifts of our time, gifts of our resources, of prayer, of care for one another, and freedom to respond with our financial resources that have been entrusted to us. Our text to give number is 704-734-9818. Let us now respond in gratitude and in love.
God. In this moment of worship, we embrace your presence again, O God, and we offer you our love. In this moment of prayer, we proclaim again your purpose for the world, O Savior, and we offer you our resources. In this moment of giving, we hear your call again, O Lord, and we offer you ourselves. Use us, all that we have and all that we are, to touch the world with the Christmas message. God is love. God is with us. God will never leave us. Be with us all now and forever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, you are God's favored ones, not because of who you are, but because of who God is. So go out from this place into the world knowing that you go with the grace of God the Father, the love of Jesus Christ, and the ever-present companionship of the Holy Spirit now and forevermore. Amen.